0: Welcome to Thomas Anonymous with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Today I have for you a chapter that I lost the original recording to and I had to re-record two years later, which was a giant pain in the ass. But totally appropriate considering the title of this chapter. (sighs) Chapter 17. Tango with a Cunt. After I left Willow and the Attic apartment, I got a non-refundable ticket to the dark side. The dark side of straighthood, and I tangoed with one of the biggest cunt haters of all time. I'm talking about my next Vag Badge, and her name was Lithium. Funny how the space of time gives you perspective. You look at everything differently than you used to, even with total D-bags like Fat Matt. I can now see him as a human and not just the villain of my childhood storyline. That being said, looking back at this particular time in life, I can confidently say that Lithium was a total cunt. I'm also willing to bet that she, to this very day, is a ripe old cunt. Bless her cunty heart. Love and light, you big cunt. Friendlies was a shit job, and so it had a revolving cast of co-workers. Lithium became my new grill partner, and we soon became hangout buddies, and she would come over to the attic apartment and smoke out after work. She was friends with Willow already, so at first there was nothing weird about this. Until soon enough, Lithium started having her and I hang out alone, together, a lot. We went rollerblading, out to eat, out for drinks, we went on a goddamn camping trip. I mean, it's no surprise that all this was really pissing off Willow and driving a huge wedge between us. I was an idiot and was like, what's the big deal? We're just friends. And we really were. I didn't cheat on Willow physically, but come on, this was for sure emotional adultery. Lithium started fertilizing the seeds of doubt that I already had in my mind. She was like the miracle grow that helped feed all of my fears and insecurities to grow like a chia pet. Cha-cha-cha-chia! She used to regularly say things to me like, You are too young to live this life. She isn't your baby. None of this is your problem. I'm gonna be a doctor and a lawyer by the time I'm 23! Uh, okay, that last one isn't even possible. Yeah, that was a missed red flag. Lithium helped me with the whole pack all of my stuff and leave a note on the table plan. She was there with me the day I left, there with me while I dropped off baby girl for the last time. She was there helping me pack up my car and leave my note. She helped me find a place to stay and everything. If there was such a thing as a breakup agent, she for sure would have been mine. She was also a secret double agent too because after I left, she would go hang out with Willow and act like she had no idea where I was. She totally knew where I was. After leaving Willow, Lithium and I were best friends as she positioned herself to be the supporter, helper, and shoulder to cry on. That's what friends are for. We both quit Friendlies and got a job working together and I rented a basement apartment from one of Lithium's friends. It was an adorable grandma apartment with wall-to-wall pink carpet and a screen porch for me to get high on. After only about a month of having my new apartment, new job, we were like, oh, I like you. Mm, I like you too. But we both agreed that it was too soon after Willow. Mmm, so mature. So then lithium set her and her mom's car on fire. What? Oh yeah, no, you heard me. Allegedly, lithium set her car and her mom's car ablaze. Yeah, it was just as random as it sounds. I don't get it either. But her inconsolable moment of her car being on fire turned into us kissing and becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. But weren't you gay? Yeah yeah yeah, gay gay gay. But this was just all more of my own sick in the closet brainwashing. To me, Lithium wasn't just a girl, she was THE girl. The good on paper kind of girl. On paper, she seemed like the quintessential all-American goody-goody gap-wearing preppy girl. And my ego was convinced if I could get her, that would complete my goal of the normal, all-American, straight man, Tom Cruise fantasy. Yeah, okay, but why did she set the cars on fire? Look, nobody knows, man. Nobody knows. She tried to blame it on some poor black kid that lived down the street from her, but as time and a police investigation went by, there was literally zero evidence of that, and all things seemed to point to lithium. All I remember about the burning car situation is lithium waking me up, pounding on my door at 6 a.m. crying. <laughs> he blew up our cars! <laughs> Who? What? Did what? I, I gave this kid a ride home, and he wanted to hang out, and I told him no, and then after I got home, our cars were on fire! What the fuck? I feel like there's a lot of details missing from this story. Oh well, let's make out. I'm straight. Straight! There I was, balls deep in another relationship with lithium. She was of the preppy, yuppie kids in high school. And as a middle class neutral player in high school, a part of me wanted to conquer her to prove I was worthy or equal or some other ego horse shit idea. I thought if I could get in with that crowd, then it would be an even better piece of proof that I wasn't gay. Proof! (laughs) Way better than a baby. Willow and me were white trash straight, but lithium and me would be fancy right side of the track straight. Oh my god, dude, you are totally nuts. Uh Uh-huh. Once we were together, she had me in the palm of her hand, and I obeyed like a well-trained straight guy. Girls! She made me wait forever to have sex with her, and at 18, 19 years old, I was always so horny, it was not about gay or straight for me. It was about pumping my cock and dumping a load. Mmm, you're so romantic. Hey, a warm, wet hole is a warm, wet hole. And that's probably the straightest, rapiest thing I've ever said. Lithium lied to me more than I even know about. She lied about being a virgin. She lied about fucking her friend's cousin, Sean. Ew. She was like a bad flu that took me two years to get rid of. The first year, we were happily together. The second year, we broke up over and over and over. God, this is some straight people bullshit. But before the year of multiple breakups, our first year together, I decided to enlist in the Navy. Oh God, oh God, what are you doing? Oh, and I also asked Lithium to marry me. (sighs) I think it's clear I really needed medication. Cut to September 11th, 2001. Hmm, never heard of it. JK, always remember, never forget. My memory of 9-11 goes hand in hand with memories of lithium because they were both terrorists and they both mindfuck brainwashed me. People will ask me what drove me to want to join the Navy and it sounds silly but it really all comes down to stupid September 11th. The morning of 9-11 I was working for Fat Matt driving methadone addicts, dialysis patients and the occasional airport run. I was parked in New Bedford, I mean, New Bedford, waiting for some lady to come down from her apartment to take to the airport. I was listening to Jammin' 94.5 on the radio. It was like a hip-hop station, but I liked The Morning Show, Balthazar, and Pebbles. They were super stupid and inappropriate, which is really all I'm ever looking for in a fun time. As I waited for the airport lady to come down, they reported on the radio that a plane had just hit the World Trade Center. I immediately thought to myself... What the fuck is a World Trade Center? Like that was my first authentic response to the news. I didn't even know what the hell it was. I'd heard those words before, World Trade Center, but to me they just translated to boring, so I never followed up on what it was. Being a morning comedy radio show, nobody really took it seriously at first. They thought it was like a small passenger plane, so there were jokes about drunken pilots landing on the 54th floor, blah, 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 blah. Then there was a pause, and they were like, "Mm, wait a minute, we're being told this is serious, and there's another plane that's hit the other tower. Other tower? Two towers? What the fuck is this World Trade Center, and why are there two towers? I thought the two towers was like a Lord of the Rings thing. Fat Matt's booming voice came over the radio. Base to car for Tommy! Oh god, what does he want, I thought to myself. Bring the car back to the office, now! What the fuck is going on? When I got back to the office, all eyes were glued to the television, and I joined in on what everyone else in the country had been watching. The buildings on fire, planes crashing into it, explosions, people jumping from the building, controlled demolitions, I mean buildings collapsing. And all of this was played on a non-stop 24-hour loop. We watched it all day at the office and ate way too many donuts, but I thought, fuck, this could be the end of the world, so might as well eat up. I went home to the pink apartment and just kept watching it blow up and collapse while I smoked the fuck out of my green plastic bong. The footage continued for a couple days as every idiot in America tried to figure out what the difference between Pakistan and India was. Oh, there are different places. Well, wow, okay. A creepy, quiet somberness was everywhere, and it was just one of the strangest times in life. Immediately, everyone was swept up into a mass swelling of American patriotic pride. We became united with anger and hate towards terrorism. And I have to be honest here and say, everyone also became furious and vengeful towards anyone or anything to do with the Middle East. Sorry. America is racist. Deal with it. Up until that point in life, terrorism was something that just lived in amazing movies like Die Hard. And I had no idea that it was now the defining marker of a war that was about to start. Two weeks after 9-11, I was sitting in the Navy recruiter's office ready to sign up and ship out. In the Navy! Oh, brother. A number of things had driven me to that insane decision. Number one. My mom! Christine! She kept telling me there was going to be a draft. If I were smart, I would enlist now so that I could choose my branch. You don't want to be on the front lines, Tommy. Front lines? I'm scared. Number two. Brainwashing. The loop of footage on TV got the country defensive and protective over America. Everyone was up on our high horse of patriotism. Nobody fucks with America. I mean, for fuck's sake, every car in town tied a goddamn American flag to it. That's some Stepford wife shit. Number three. I felt like a complete and total loser. Everyone else that just graduated with me was now in college. I felt like this was the perfect ticket out of Wareham. Number four. Military? Fighting in a war? (laughs) This would for sure seal the deal of being a straight guy. Straight! I chose the Navy. Duh. Because if it looks like a queer and acts like a queer, then chances are the queer is in the Navy. Freedom isn't free, bitch. I enlisted in the Navy, signed the papers, took all the physical tests, spent nights in Boston at hotels to do all the testing, they put you up in like a holiday inn with every young guy joining the Navy, Marines, Army, all of them. It was in the hotel, I remember being in a room with ten guys all watching the war on TV, and the explosion of testosterone was intensely terrifying. Guys yelling at the TV how they couldn't wait to go, blow some terrorist heads off! (sighs) (sighs) lots of racist slurs were flying around that hotel room and the whole thing just felt like a major red flag for me uh oh i think i'm in the wrong place uh gee you think this was the processing center where they do all of the fingerprinting blood tests and raising your hand up with 25 strangers to take an oath i did it all i was officially enlisted in the navy but i really sucked at math to the point that i failed that part of the written test I had to be put on what they call delayed deployment until I could not be such a dumbass with basic numbers. Me! I did it, though. I studied and took the test again, and I passed. Except that time, despite passing the math test, on the morning of shipping out to boot camp, I failed the drug test. Oops-a-daisy. Again, I was given another chance, another few months to get my shit together. Man, these guys will take anyone. And I did. I quit smoking pot. I ran four miles a day. I even randomly decided one night to ask lithium to marry me. Oh yeah, for real. I dug a paperclip out of the kitchen drawer, molded it into the worst ring ever, and got down on one knee in the middle of the night down at Cape Cod Canal. Ew, gross. Hey, I was joining the Navy, being a straight guy, and I was sealing the straight guy deal, you guys. Me! Then, about a week before my second ship out date to boot camp, I woke up one morning and knew that everything I was doing was wrong. I don't know what it was, but I could just like, feel it in my bones that this was not right at all. I had no nightmare or super huge spiritual moment with my guardian angel, I just woke up and every part of my body and soul was telling me one simple word, no, no, Mm, no. As you can imagine, the government doesn't like when you've signed up, sworn an oath, all to just take it back in the end and be like, Oh, sorry, just kidding. <laughs> me. I was petrified of going and even more petrified of not being able to get out of it. I've signed the papers. I've taken the oath. I have a ship out date. How is Thomas Anonymous going to get out of this one? I tried avoiding their calls and hiding for a while until they hunted me down and told me the insane amount of trouble I could get in for eluding them. Oops, sorry. So I did what anyone else with artistic integrity would have done. I lied. And I fake killed my father. Duh. Wait, you lied about your father dying? (gasps) Yeah, I did. Get over it, you big baby. Now, before you judge me, which you already have, so whatever, but I justified it to myself because I barely knew my dad at the time. We met when I was 12, for God's sake, so we had a couple years of some random contact and then he took off to California. He felt more like an estranged uncle I met a couple times and exchanged a few emails with. My whole childhood I knew there was a mysterious man out there that was my father and I knew he wasn't with me, so it was all kind of cathartic to kill my dad. Me. I know, I get it, you shouldn't fake the death of your parents or people you know and love or anybody. What I learned here was that, if anything, you should fake the death of a relative that's already dead. That way, there's nothing bad you're putting out to the universe. But I was a rookie liar back then, so I told him my dad died. And even then, they really tried to keep the tip in. They were, like, super sensitive, trying to get me to stay in the Navy. And I told him, I was like, I'm getting some money and I'm just gonna go to college. God, I'm a liar! Lies, 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 lies! Look, I've had to do some time sitting with the universe for a lot of things I've done. Things I've lied about, shady shit I've done, things I've said, things I've written, so don't worry about me, I'm good girl. But that just shows you how scared I was of being gay. I mean, at the time, this was when you were straight up not allowed to be gay in the military. Like all I really had to do to get out of the Navy was tell them the truth that I was gay and they would have sent me home no problem. But I couldn't. That was not even an option for me. There was no way I could say those words to them in front of them, even if it would get me out. So I went with an utter lie. (laughs) And it totally worked. They were pissed off, but I was free. I did it. I broke up with the United States Navy. America. Fuck yeah. Now I was free to go and do whatever I wanted with my life. Then lithium got pregnant. Fuck. That was the only feeling that ran from my head to toe and through my entire existence when I heard... I'm pregnant. Knowing that I was going to be permanently attached to this mega bitch for the rest of my life was the worst feeling in the world. Right after breaking free from the Navy, I'd signed up for a one-month acting workshop in New York City, and I felt like I was just starting to get going with what I wanted to do. I dumped the Navy, I was about to go to New York fucking City, but Lithium and her stupid pregnancy were ruining it. I'm pregnant. Yeah, I heard you. Lithium told me she had stopped taking her birth control pill because it was too expensive. Bitch, learn to budget. I remember she told me on the phone and I instantly did not believe her. We had just broken up and all I could think was this was a desperate attempt to stay together and she was lying. I didn't believe her so I loaded her up in the car and took her down to good old Toby hospital and they confirmed she was indeed pregnant. Fuck. We waited at the hospital forever. How dumb it must have seemed to the staff to have these two idiots at the emergency room for a pregnancy test. What's your emergency? Uh, she says she's pregnant and I don't believe her. Mm, right this way, sir. Ugh. Finally, the P-test results came in and they, and they brought her into a room while I waited in another room. Eventually, a nurse came in and told me she was totally pregnant. Very early, like six weeks or something. I was cool. Of course, inside I was dying and screaming, but I didn't make a scene. I'd gone there for the truth and I got it. Fuck. This part of my life is blurred, and that usually doesn't happen. My crazy brain remembers everything. But I felt depleted. Beaten. Like life was over. All my dreams for the future were ruined. Done. Gone. bye bye I woke up every day and cried and cried and cried in the shower begging and pleading with the universe to please please no i will do whatever it takes i would really scream into the emptiness of air to just please help me i mean seriously i got down on my knees and told god i would suck him off bottom hard whatever he she wants well it's like they say ask and you shall receive because what happened next was nothing short of a fucking miracle It could have been all of my praying, or it could have been what was meant to happen the whole time. But God slash the universe slash whatever decided lithium didn't need a fertilized egg inside of her. Hi, I'm a miscarriage. Hi, miscarriage. Oh, stop it. Don't you feel bad for her, and I'll tell you why. Less than a year before this pregnancy situation, lithium had lied to her job, lied to them, and said she was having a miscarriage when she fully was not. I think she got like a week or a weekend off, but yeah, just saying, this was like a karma wrinkle working itself out. So nobody shed a tear for the baby that would have ruined everything. Instead, let's have a round of applause for my new drag name, Miss To this day, I am so grateful, so thankful, because I know people don't usually get this lucky. I don't know if it was luck or if it was the powers that be that did not want me to take that path, live that life or whatever, I am beyond thankful for the break that I was given. To be able to get a reset on my life, a clean slate, a second take was such an amazing once in a lifetime chance. I wish I could say we broke up immediately, but we dragged it out for what felt like forever. I fell right into her game of guilt and pity. She wanted the baby so bad and I had to conceal my giddy joy that the zygote was gone. I felt absolutely victorious. I threw my hands in the air and screamed, Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! I still went to New York for my acting workshop, so take that, stupid Lithium! I lived at the 92nd Street Y, and my roommate was Frank from Ireland. Lithium ambushed my trip around week three and made her way into my dorm room and, and fucked me with Frank in the room and fought with me with Frank in the room. God, poor Irish Frank, getting a true American experience. But hey, that was really crushing the straight guy lifestyle. Me. Our fights were horrible, loud, cutthroat, mean, never-ending, and always the same. Ugh, being straight really sucks. I would break up with her and kick her out of my place, and then sure enough, 20 minutes later, she'd show up with a pizza at my window. I would be in my room venting about her. Oh, that stupid bitch, I'm so happy I made her leave, she's fucking crazy! All of a sudden, lithium taps on the window. I can hear everything you're saying. Also, I brought a pizza... I would get totally enraged. I fucking just dumped you and told you to leave. Oh, (sighs) bring the goddamn pizza in. Look, I'm easily convinced about anything if food is involved. Here are eight final fun facts about lithium that my brain dumped out and I couldn't figure out where to put in the story. I'm hoping with age, they will disappear from my overstocked brain. But until then, enjoy. Number one. She one time redecorated my room while I went somewhere for the weekend, and when I returned, she had painted everything blue and rearranged all of the furniture. I nearly lost my fucking mind in anger that day. You are not a producer for trading spaces. Number two. She drove like a fucking maniac. I always had 689 panic attacks because she drove a million miles an hour while putting on makeup, changing the radio, talking on the phone, packing a bowl, typing a letter, and smoking a joint all at the same time. Oh my god, just drive, you stupid bitch. Number three. She ate Ritz crackers with cream cheese and milk. Like, ugh, 1950 called and they want their snacks back. Number four. Her mom had the ugliest I mean the ugliest couch covers and matching curtains I've ever seen in my life. It was conservative floral vomit galore. Most hideous living room ever. You should be ashamed. Number five. She moved in with me several times despite never getting permission from Auntie Patty. It was one of those things I'd ask, uh, why are you still here? And then she would say, I have nowhere to go. Uh, yeah, so? Okay, I'll leave tomorrow. One week later, what the fuck? You're like still here. (laughs) Yeah, but I brought a pizza. (sighs) Number six, she was determined that I fuck her in every room at her mom's house. We fucked in her mom's bed, her sister's bed, on the washer, on the dryer, on the staircase. I mean, this bitch had it out for her family. Number seven, her mom accused me of writing cunt on her brand new fence. I don't recall if I did, but totally sounds like me. Also, it was totally me. <laughs> Number eight. We worked for her dad painting houses, and one time we stole $600, and another time we had sex in every room of this person's house. Man, this girl likes to fuck. And mid-fuck, we thought someone came in, and so we ran outside to hide. Turns out, nobody came in, and then we were just stuck outside in our underwear. Haha. <laughs> what did I even like about lithium? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I liked her dad. I got high with him a lot. Besides, I think what I really liked was the sick fantasy of her being the perfect beard. In the name of truth, fairness, and silver linings, I liked her silliness. I did. We were much more of a comedy duo than we were ever a couple. I mean, we named her tits Fettuccine and Alfredo, for fuck's sake. We also had names for our privates. I want to say hers was Linda, and mine was maybe Snuffleupagus. I'm circumcised, so I'm not sure why that was my name, but whatevs. She would fall into character and not break fully commit, and I'm totally into that kind of shit. Oh, you're gonna pretend to be a crazy Russian lady while we check out at the grocery store? Yes, please. She loved smoking weed. Yes, please. And she loved eating junk food and watching Sex in the City marathons. Yes, yes, please. Let's have some locker room talk, though. Her pussy, however, was not that fun. More like a library, quiet, and not that great of a time. One bad lick and I was done. She gave me no direction, she just laid there like a corpse. Side note, nobody wants to eat out a corpse. Her vag smelled like B.O. for sure, but hey, that's a hell of a lot better than the Pizza Hut onion vag. Oh, and hey, quick announcement for men. Yeah, you, men, you don't get off easy here with the smelly private areas. Oh, what, you think balls are innocent? Gentlemen, nobody wants to go down on a jar of pickles, so keep them balls fresh. My haunted roller coaster ride with lithium ended just a few months before I headed off to the Not Real College Acting Conservatory. I had started working at Friendly's again, cause hmm, me. One day, the cops came into the restaurant and served me restraining order papers in front of everyone. I felt like such a real Wareham Straight dude. I've made it! She put a restraining order on me with a fabricated story about me hurting her arm and slamming her leg in a door. For the record, I did slam a door while she was breaking and entering, which she turned into being a battered wife. Yeah, cause hitting and punching, that sounds like me. I think it's pretty clear at this point that I'm not a physical person, okay? I'm hardcore into verbal abuse. I don't wanna punch you, I wanna cut you down and make you cry. Hello? Except that one time in fourth grade when I punched Jimmy Dragon in the face like six times on the bus because cause he kept calling me a girl and was being a dick to me every day. So I totally lost it on him and had to sit in the front of the bus. And then I wasn't allowed on the bus. Haha, ha, me. Anyway, back to court with lithium. I was scared going into that situation because I knew that I was a guy with allegations of physically hurting my girlfriend and chances of people believing me were slim. I lawyered up thanks to a sponsorship from Auntie Patty and I had Mr. Big Shot Lawyer with me. I had a deposition, deposition from witnesses, I had as many ducks in a row as I possibly could. And I hate to be a sexist fuck, but when the judge came out and I saw it was a woman, I thought I was instantly gonna be fucked hard. And then somehow, I was proven wrong. And the judge saw right through Lithium's bullshit story, and she reversed the restraining order on me and put it on her for a year. Judge. And where are these bruises you claim to have, Miss Lithium? Lithium. They were on my arm, but they just went away yesterday. Judge. And you didn't think to take any pictures of them? Lithium. No, I was too upset, Your Honor. Judge. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, I'm taking this restraining order off of you, sir, and placing it on Miss Lithium. Case dismissed. Ha ha! And that was the end of Lithium. Why would I endure all of this bullshit just so that people would think I'm straight? Ugh, that to me is so fucking crazy. It infuriates me and it's my own life. I don't know why, but basically I had written a narrative in my mind. I had written my life story before my life had even started. Every part of our society had shown me what success was and what being a man meant. And I was trying to construct a version of what I thought would get the attention and approval from my mother and father and even stupid fat Matt. Ugh, what a huge waste of time, and not to mention, fuck all those losers! I was finally free from lithium. I was getting ready to move to New York and I was beyond excited to have a chance to start over. I told myself to not ever get involved with girls because fuck that, I'm an actor and I'm going to study my craft. Of course I didn't listen to my own advice and we all know the tangled web I wove while in New York. I was still trying to be super straight and even though I was off on my Craigslist adventures, God I was busy, I ended up fucking the dorm slut a few times, me. I also would flirt with girls all the time, me. And none of this served me well because before I knew it, I would have drunk girls in my room wanting to have a three-way. They would take out their tits and make out with each other and I could care less. (sighs) Excuse me, could you take your pussy off my bed? Thanks. It. yay make sure to follow me on instagram at the tommy natoli and you can also follow the show on instagram at thomas anonymous pod leave us a review on itunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials what do i care express yourself thanks for listening okay bye